0: Coming up, Kansas City Mayor Quinton Lucas is our guest. From lessons learned from the NFL draft to an unrelenting wave of violence, three separate shootings in 30 minutes in what is shaping up to be the most deadly year on record. Have we run out of answers?
1: Every week, at least 20 shots go off. Sometimes you'll hear as many as 50 in one
0: night. Plus, new clashes over race. The mayor has been complicit with racism against blacks in city government. And transgender rights. What does it mean for Kansas City to become a sanctuary city for transgender residents? And how will state lawmakers respond? Plus, as superhero swings into town, George Costello joins us with Union Station's latest blockbuster exhibit. It's all coming up on this newsmaker edition of Week in Review. Week in Review is made possible through
1: the generous support of AARP Kansas City, RSM, Dave and Jamie Cummings, Bob and Marlise Gourley, the Courtney S. Turner Charitable Trust, John H. Mize and Bank of America N.A. co-trustees, the Restaurant at 1900, and by viewers like you. Thank you.
0: WELCOME I'M NICK HAINES WE CAN ASK OUR PANEL OF REPORTERS TO TELL US WHAT ON EARTH HAPPENED IN OUR CITY THIS WEEK AND WHY OR WE CAN CUT OUT THE MIDDLEMAN AND MIDDLE WOMAN AND GO STRAIGHT TO THE TOP JOINING US AROUND THE COZY CONFINES OF OUR WEEKEND REVIEW TABLE THIS WEEK IS KANSAS CITY MAYOR QUINTON LUCAS GOOD OF YOU TO JOIN US I SEE THAT THE uh, CHIEFS HAVE JUST BEEN INVITED TO THE WHITE HOUSE yes. BY PRESIDENT BIDEN JUNE 5TH IS THE DATE DOES THE MAYOR OF THE CITY IN WHICH THEY PLAY GET TO GO TO
1: I DO HAVE THE GOOD FORTUNE OF BEING THERE PRESIDENT President, PRESIDENT JAMES, MAYOR JAMES, MADE IT TO THE ROYAL CELEBRATION OF THE WHITE HOUSE WITH PRESIDENT OBAMA. I LOOK FORWARD TO JOINING THE CHIEFS, the, THE PRESIDENT OF THE UNITED STATES, OTHER FOLKS FROM MISSOURI AND KANSAS TO CELEBRATE REALLY NOT JUST THE LAST SUPER BOWL, BUT THERE WAS NEVER A CELEBRATION FROM THE 2020 VICTORY, SO HOPEFULLY THERE'S A WHOLE LOT OF FUN GOING ON AT THE WHITE HOUSE. AND WE'VE JUST COME FROM
0: A HUGE CELEBRATION OF THE CHIEFS IN, the, in A SENSE BECAUSE yes. WE HAD THE NFL DRAFT IN TOWN. WHAT DID WE REALLY HIT IT OUT OF THE PARK WITH ON THAT EVENT, AND WHAT DO WE NEED TO FIX BEFORE WE BRING THE WORLD
1: CUP to town? Uh, I I think that our, our whole team did an exceptional job, ranging from City Hall, the Sports Commission, Union Station, the National World War One Museum, and frankly, so many folks, hardworking people who made sure it was clean, it was safe, it was well set up. So I think what we saw was that Kansas City can do big events and do big events very well. Things to work on next time are really just having more connections on transportation, right? The streetcar line will be running to the Country Club Plaza by the time the 2026 World Cup comes around. We want to make sure that the story of the excitement of the event isn't just a downtown Union Station story, but it's one that's impacting positively the whole region. So we look forward to building more on that for our next set of big events in Kansas City. What
0: about uh, the downtown businesses who complain, some of them saying, hey, we got more traffic, more crowds, when Mm -hmm. we have a a volleyball tournament downtown than we did with the NFL draft. We may not even open our doors when the World Cup comes.
1: You know, I think, first of all, there were different experiences for businesses all around. I've talked to some businesses at 18th and Vine who were part of the NFL draft experience. We had a wonderful set of returns. Certainly our vendors did too. I am always interested in every business getting a bump from an event like this, and I think what we need to make sure we're doing is pushing out things and opportunities for folks all around town, making sure that we're saying, please, still go to the city market, go to the the Country Club Plaza, go to any other area of town, frankly, and make sure you're spending money too. I think the World Cup will be different because you have people here for a longer amount of time. It's not just to be at a, a one event type of institution. It's instead TO BE ALL AROUND OUR COMMUNITY
0: ALL RIGHT SPEAKING OF uh, BUSINESS WE HAVE BEEN INUNDATED BY AIRBNB OWNERS WHO HAVE TOLD US YOU ARE PUTTING THEM OUT OF BUSINESS THIS WEEK
2: THERE WOULD BE NO FUTURE SHORT-TERM RENTALS IN RESIDENTIAL ZONES WE WOULD HAVE TO OPEN THEM UP HERE IN THE CROSSROADS OR IN THE WEST BOTTOMS um, THEY WOULD NOT BE ALLOWED IN THE NEIGHBORHOODS
0: NOW IF YOU HAVEN'T BEEN TRACKING THAT STORY THE CITY COUNCIL JUST VOTED TO BAN SHORT-TERM RENTALS IN ANY RESIDENTIAL AREA IF IT'S NOT THE OWNER'S PRIMARY RESIDENCE IS KANSAS CITY SHOOTING ITSELF IN THE FOOT BECAUSE ARE WE GOING TO EXPECT THESE WORLD CUP Fans coming in here to stay at these Airbnb
1: rentals? We are absolutely not shooting ourselves in the foot. Here, Here's the deal. Single family residential neighborhoods need to still be able to be residential neighborhoods, not just big hotels. And what we did was I think came to a wonderful compromise. Every person who's the primary resident of a home in Kansas City, like me or my family or anyone else, can still get on one of these platforms, can still let their home for short-term rentals. What you cannot do is do what we were seeing more of. These large property companies, owning companies that own 100 houses, 150, 100, that were changing the face of entire neighborhoods, and by the way, bringing parties and trash to boot. Those were some of the challenges that folks had concerns with. But you can still have Airbnbs in Kansas City. If you find yourself in a commercially zoned neighborhood, you don't need to be a resident to own Airbnbs. I think we will continue to have capacity to support big events in Kansas City's future.
0: What stops an Airbnb owner from just ignoring all of these new rules? Well, you know, I think
1: we have a few different penalties for them. First of all, there is taxation now as it relates to Airbnb's. If you don't pay your taxes, you do get in trouble typically, and you have higher fees, higher fines along the way, subject and up to, of course, um, incarceration if you never pay taxes. I think the other steps that we would have, of course, are higher penalties each and every time that you are listed, and that goes per day. So the same penalties and enforcement we have for unpaid tickets, for example, is the sort of thing that we'll be able to have FOR ENFORCEMENT HERE. I expect people to comply. The challenge was before we had about 1,800 unlicensed Airbnbs. We heard concerns from neighborhoods. We saw crime as a result of it in too many of our residential neighborhoods. I think this is a good change, and this is a change consistent with many other American cities. Your Denver's of the world, your Austin's are the types of places who have these same types of regulations.
0: Missouri lawmakers this week followed through, and that is to put new transgender restrictions in place. Kansas City is responding by looking at making Kansas City a sanctuary city for the transgender community. How would that actually work?
1: The way it works is that Kansas City will not aid and abet the enforcement of any laws that take away, I think, the human rights and the civil rights of our transgender neighbors. And what that means is that City Hall will not help with enforcement either through its Health Department, through Parks and Rec, through other areas that that would respond perhaps to alleged violations of these laws being promulgated, these heinous laws being promulgated by the Missouri Legislature. They have bans on on youth sports participation patient activities, trying to get more information on the provision of transgender care, typically hormone treatment for folks, particularly uh, at the teenage level and others. And I think for us, what's going to be important is to make sure that we're saying Kansas City will still be a bastion of protection for those who are transgender in our population away from a response both to the Missouri legislature and frankly the Kansas legislature, which I know overrode the governor's vetoes on those priorities. Th- there's
0: been talk that the police wouldn't be able to enforce these laws, not sure. telling prosecutors not to prosecute those laws. YOU ALREADY HAVE A TENUOUS SORT OF RELATIONSHIP with Jefferson City and the Republican-led legislature there. What is this going to do? Aren't they just going to come forward now with a new law banning sanctuary cities for transgender residents?
1: Maybe. You know, the first thing is it's going to take them a long time to do it, right? Legislative session ends fairly soon, and so therefore it'll probably take a whole year unless they call a special session just to respond to Kansas City. What I think, however, though, is it's, it's let local control be local control, something I talk about all the time. Whether it is local control of the police, which we deserve, or it's local control of our decisions that we want to actually be decent human beings what we see from these laws is they're going to harm more children throughout Missouri we're trying to make sure children and adults can be safe and respected and that's what Kansas City is all about by the way next
0: Thursday night we're doing a special program about the impact of these restrictions on the transgender community
1: on one side of the state line I'm not allowed to get estrogen.
2: On the other side of the state line, I'm not allowed to go to the bathroom. Which do I pick?
0: (laughs) I went through the darkest parts of myself to get here. What, What makes you think that I'm willing to go back? Especially not without a fight. A CLIP FROM A SPECIAL PROGRAM WE'RE HOSTING HERE ON KANSAS CITY PBS NEXT WEEK AS MY COLLEAGUE FLATLAND IN FOCUS HOST Rashawn GILMORE ENGAGES DIRECTLY WITH THE MEMBERS OF THE TRANSGENDER COMMUNITY IT STARTS AT 7 P.M. THURSDAY NIGHT Uh, IF THAT WASN'T GOING TO BE UPSETTING ENOUGH FOR MISSOURI LAWMAKERS YOU ALSO FORM A NEW MAYORAL REPARATIONS COMMISSION THIS IS AT A TIME OF COURSE WHEN MISSOURI LAWMAKERS HAVE SPENT A LOT OF THE SESSION LOOKING AT DITCHING DIVERSITY POLICIES AT UNIVERSITIES STOPPING CONVERSATIONS ABOUT RACE IN SCHOOLS AND NOW WE'RE LOOKING TO MAKE AMENDS AND POTENTIALLY GIVE MONEY TO BLACK RESIDENTS uh for segregation and slavery I- isn't this just going to get uh, rankle
1: lawmakers even further well here's here's the first thing we need to realize i don't wake up every morning and think about the missouri legislature i was not elected by the missouri legislature i was elected by the people of kansas city i like to think i'm a very nice person i visit with many of them we have strong relations at the nfl draft i sat with governor mike parson and governor laura kelly of kansas and we had a wonderful bipartisan conversation and so what i think that we will do every day in Kansas City is try to make sure we're doing the right thing by our people. The reparations conversation, it was passed by city council. I was directed to appoint a mayoral commission. And I'm proud of the folks that we put together. And I think we will have an important discussion about, first of all, what wrongs did exist in the past in the history of Kansas City, from zoning laws to employment restrictions on black Kansas Citians. And then how do we make amends? A- and for me, and I've said this a few different times, I don't think making amends is simply discussions of large paychecks that may not happen. They're having that debate in California. California RIGHT NOW. IF IT'S NOT CHECKS, IF IT'S NOT right. CASH, WHAT right. IS IT THEN? It, IT IS ACTUALLY GOOD POLICY THAT HELPS REBUILD COMMUNITIES THAT FOR A LONG TIME HAVE BEEN DISINVESTED. I don't want to get ahead of the commission, but it's the sorts of things like giving support on, on mortgage assistance for folks who are first time home buyers on the east side of Kansas City. It's allowing us to do home repair in areas that have been for a long time disinvested. It is on making policies that actually make sense and help rebuild community in a way that I don't think we have ever done. And so I look forward to this commission doing good social policy and not just playing to the whims of folks who are scared about all types of things they've seen in other parts of the country, or other parts of the world. Here in Kansas City, I think we always TAKE A REASONED APPROACH THAT'S RIGHT THAT TRIES TO STAND UP FOR PEOPLE THAT'S WHAT WE'LL DO ON THIS ONE TOO
0: WE HAD THREE SHOOTINGS IN 30 MINUTES THIS WEEK WE'RE ON PACE NOW TO BE THE DEADLIEST YEAR ON RECORD IN KANSAS CITY HERE'S WHAT YOU SAID FOUR YEARS AGO AS YOU WERE BEING SWORN INTO OFFICE
1: FOR ALMOST EVERY YEAR OF MY ENTIRE LIFE Kansas City has been on the list of America's most dangerous cities. I don't want to be a city where we have ribbon-cuttings about stadiums or big infrastructure, but simply shrug about the violence in our streets. And this shouldn't really be a goal, but let's just start at this. To get our homicide number consistently below 100 homicides per year. That's something we just have to do. So
0: what has gone so terribly wrong, and have we accepted not just 100 or 150 murders a year, as the new normal?
1: I don't think we will ever accept that high number of homicides every year. I think there have been a few different things that have gone awry in recent years and things that we need to address. We saw a huge spike in in violent crime during the COVID-19 pandemic. We saw that some of the policies even that we had had led to people not actually going to some of the usual activities they did and not having outlets alternative to that. What we have tried to do since that time, we've restored Mayor's Night Hoops, a program built by Mayor Emanuel Cleaver some years ago. It's back. It's not just basketball, but it's any number of youth activities in the summer. We have seen with our collaboration with the Kansas City Police Department and their new chief, Stacy Graves, more investment in programs like Partnership for Peace, where we are actually working with the police department on violence prevention, something that I think we underfunded in the late 20 teens and early 2020s. All of those things will be steps to get us on the right path, but I will say this. We do plan to get below 100 homicides. We have seen cities like New York City go from 2,000 homicides a year in the late 19th. 1980s to about 500 today we need to see that type of path in Kansas Work, but city. it hasn't
0: worked yet and it sure. hasn't since you've been mayor of Kansas City and we do have to see other cities like the mayor of New uh, Newark for instance lowest homicide rate in 60 years Miami experienced the, the lowest number of homicides since 1964 violent crime in Cincinnati at an all-time low are you sending members of your administration to those cities to see what they're doing right
1: we visit with uh, with industry stakeholders and leaders all the time Tampa is another city that has great results a city I have spent time to see what they're doing well. I think there are a few things that, that have been a challenge here in Missouri and in Kansas City, because as you've seen in St. Louis and in Kansas City, we've had unconscionably high rates of violent crime. I do think that our gun laws in Missouri contribute to many of those challenges. They take tools away from the police departments. Having things passed like the Second Amendment Preservation Act, which has helped restrict our ability to conduct good firearms trafficking investigations in the state of Missouri is a challenge. But we will continue to look at best practices everywhere, so that we are not forever on this list I do believe Kansas City can become safer the list you provided explains just why you are the most visible figure of course in city government but it is the
0: city manager that actually implements the programs and he seems to begin just as many headlines as you <laughs> over the last week and we see civil rights leaders in Kansas City saying ditch him Mayor Lucas you got to get rid of him the
1: council considering a no confidence vote are you searching now for a new city manager I am not and the city council is not searching for a new city manager I think that what we have seen is frankly some of the best government delivery and service delivery in the history of Kansas City. Currently, we are delivering 162,000 new recycling bins in Kansas City. Our workforce is the best paid it has ever been. Citizen satisfaction is up. We have more black female department directors than we've ever had in the history of this city. Frankly, I think this is a strong time in Kansas City and the city manager has a lot to do with it. Are we perfect in all that we do? Absolutely not. And we always need to do better. I think we strive to do better. I have reached out to those civil rights groups that had Concerns. I look forward to meeting with them. I've talked to some of their leadership already. We'll make sure we do right by our employees and the concerns in our community. But I do not think in any way this is a moment that the city manager needs to be changed, and a supermajority of the city council agrees with me on that. We haven't
0: uh, talked about the downtown ballpark for a while. Just between the two of us, huh. did you reach out to John Sherman and pick the site behind the scenes already? And uh, what was that site? You know,
1: I have not picked a site behind the scenes with John Sherman. That said, I. I have talked to John Sherman and the Kansas City Royals. I always appreciate their conversation. I think they continue on their discussion throughout the region in connection with what they believe is a need for some change in where they play baseball. I think there's a lot of work to be done, including what costs look like, where that will be, what collaboration will be. But I expect city government to be part of those discussions, to be part of that collaboration, and frankly to continue to share this very important point whatever happens we do not want to see a negative impact on the taxpayers and so we will make sure that we're fiscally responsible in connection with these discussions both with the Kansas City Royals and the Kansas City Chiefs have to be part of the conversation too we look forward to having healthy conversations I saw you last week at the uh, announcement of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum
0: that they're on the move they're going to be building a brand new museum just down the road are you privately talking with them to see if you can actually put something together where the Royals and the Negro Leagues Museum come in the same place, wouldn't that make more sense?
1: <laughs> you, you're getting far ahead of me. I think both with Bob Kendrick and John Sherman, you have outstanding civic ambassadors who can answer those questions for you. I'm a supporter both of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum and the Kansas City Royals. I think they have a wonderful collaboration and have for years. I will say about the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum, I'm very proud of Bob Kendrick and the team for expanding that facility near the old Paseo YMCA. I lived across the street for 12 and a half years. It is going to be a great development for the east side of Kansas City.
0: You all running for re-election and yet unlike YOUR PREDECESSORS YOU'VE NEVER SET FOOT IN THE SAME ROOM AS YOUR OPPONENT CLAY CHASTAIN WE trying TO GET YOU TO DEBATE HIM ON THIS PROGRAM WHY ARE YOU SO RELUCTANT TO BE IN THE SAME SPOT AS CLAY uh, CHASTAIN IN THIS ELECTION campaign? I HAVE
1: ABSOLUTELY NO RELUCTANCE TO BE IN THE SAME SPOT WITH ANYONE I ENJOY CONVERSATIONS AND INDEED EVEN DIFFICULT ONES AT TIMES uh, WHAT I AM DOING THOUGH IS BEING SERIOUS ABOUT THE ISSUES THAT IMPACT KANSAS CITIANS I AM NOT FLYING IN FROM VIRGINIA ONCE A MONTH OR SO TO, to TALK ABOUT WHATEVER NEW SCHEME I MAY HAVE I SAY THAT WITH RESPECT TO MR. Chastain, who is has BEEN RUNNING FOR THIS POSITION SINCE I WAS A CHILD ACTUALLY AND uh, HE HAS I GUESS EVERY RIGHT TO DO SO EVEN IF HE'S NOT A RESIDENT OF KANSAS CITY I LIKE TO TALK ABOUT SERIOUS ISSUES AND SO I THINK SUBSTANTIVE CONVERSATIONS LIKE THIS ONE ARE A BETTER FORUM FOR THE PEOPLE TO HEAR WHAT'S GOING ON IN KANSAS CITY RATHER THAN A BACK AND FORTH ABOUT ISSUES THAT uh, MAY BE IMPORTANT TO VIRGINIA. IF WE WERE DEBATING TOGETHER ONE OF THE QUESTIONS I WOULD BE
0: ASKING YOU IS IF YOU ARE RE-ELECTED WOULD YOU be committed to spending your entire second term as mayor of Kansas City, and if the Biden administration calls, you wouldn't be <laughs> hot stepping it to Washington to take a government position.
1: I'll tell you this I have, I think, the greatest job in the world. I love being mayor of Kansas City, it's been an exciting time to do it. No one ever knows what the future holds, but I nobody's called me to offer me anything, and uh, frankly, not even to offer me mayor of Kansas City. I just enjoy being in this position, and I hope I have the chance to do it for four more years.
0: And You're not running against Josh Hawley next year for the U.S. Senate
1: race, you know. I as, AS I JUST SAID BEFORE WE'LL SEE WHATEVER HAPPENS IN THE FUTURE BUT I LOVE BEING MAYOR OF KANSAS CITY THAT'S THE ONLY THING I'M ON THE BALLOT FOR AND I LOOK FORWARD TO CONTINUING TO SERVE HE IS THE MAYOR OF KANSAS CITY QUINTON LUCAS THANK YOU SO MUCH FOR BEING WITH US
0: UP NEXT A CRIME FIGHTING SUPERHERO IS ABOUT TO SWING INTO TOWN I THINK WE NEED HIM YOU'RE WATCHING KANSAS CITY WEEK IN Review. NOW THAT THE NFL DRAFT IS BEHIND US, WHAT'S THE NEXT BIG THING WE CAN LOOK FORWARD TO IN KANSAS CITY? MARK YOUR CALENDAR FOR SEPTEMBER 1ST. THAT'S WHEN THE KANSAS CITY ZOO OFFICIALS SAY THE LARGEST CAPITAL PROJECT IN THE ATTRACTIONS HISTORY WILL OPEN. GET READY FOR SHARKS, JOINT OCTOPUS, AND ABOUT 8,000 OTHER SEA CREATURES AT
1: THE NEW $77 MILLION AQUARIUM you're in for a a huge surprise. A world-class city deserves a world-class zoo. And now we add to that world-class zoo a world-class aquarium. But the aquarium is just one of a string of new big
0: projects on the way. Don't forget Casey Current's new Riverfront Stadium opens next year. The streetcar down to the plaza welcomes its first passengers in 2025. And the World Cup heads to town in 2026. Still no word yet on when construction could begin on a new downtown ballpark or when you'll be asked to decide the issue at the ballot box. But if it all seems too far away, we've got some other big things to celebrate. Celebration at the station is just around the corner, and fresh from the NFL draft, Union Station now getting ready to open a superhero-sized exhibit. Did you know Spider-Man is about to swing into town? AND SWINGING INTO OUR STUDIO IS UNION STATION C.E.O. GEORGE Costello. THRILLED TO HAVE YOU WITH US BY THE WAY I WAS JUST OVER AT UNION STATION THEY WERE STILL DISMANTLING THAT STAGE IS THE ROAD STILL CLOSED uh, I THINK right it, opens, IT
2: OPENS THIS WEEKEND FINALLY SO uh, YOU'RE, you're so.
0: TRYING TO DO THIS BRAND NEW EXHIBIT WHILE THE NFL DRAFT IS STILL CLEANING UP
2: YES AND TRYING TO GET EVERYTHING BACK TO ORDER I MEAN IT, it TOOK US FIVE YEARS with Kathy Nelson to get this uh, NFL draft to Kansas City. took us six weeks to build it out. Largest construction project at Union Station in the front ever. So now we're ready to go back to to business.
0: Everyone said, wow, Union Station looked terrific, all illuminated. You got all of those reviews. So did you get any new business out of that? Did you get, like, the Oscars committee saying, uh, we might want to move the Academy Awards out of Hollywood and bring it to Union Station? It would be
2: a good thing, because the last time they did the Academy Awards in a train, Station, it was really bad in New- in uh, L. A. So we want to get that back. Hopefully, we can win an Emmy like you win for the show. So it was really great for Kansas City. Almost 54 million people watched us and Kansas City on television. Only 20 million watch the coronation of the king so
0: we I think we're doing great did you did you get any new business out of it though
2: yeah we did uh, many things that have happened uh, we've got opportunities for future exhibitions that are coming and also we had three hundred and fifteen thousand people at Union Station having a great time
0: so tell us just the, between the two of us what types of things happen behind the scenes that most of us don't know
2: it was pretty exciting you know uh, we talked 15 years ago when I first started the historic preservation of Union Station is vitally important that's what Kansas City passed a sales tax to do and what is the most famous place this beautiful bronze doors. And I can tell you a story. The NFL, we said yes to the NFL for almost everything. But when we said no, we said no. And one of them was they wanted us to remove the historic doors off of Union Station so the players could watch out. And you saw that how cool yep. it came out of the family room and then through those doors, and then up on the stage to see Liberty Memorial. They asked us to remove the doors. We said, well, no, we just can't do that. That's one thing we can't do. So they came up and said, well, what, what could we do? I said, it's a Union Station. Bellhops. So we dressed up three people, thanks to our CFO, uh, Neil Yule, who came up with the idea. So we dressed them up in a, in a hat. So the people that were opening the doors, those were educators from Science City. So they were over 50 more million people, and it really added something special. A teacher was opening a door
0: for a student that was successful. So you go from the NFL draft to a Superhero, and we have Spider-Man coming in in the next few weeks. So tell us, how, how did we even get that exhibit? I mean, are you knocking on the door of Marvel? Yeah,
2: and did Disney. You- yes and that's what we do so over the over the years it all started with diana so many years ago that really put us in an international and then when you think about it then we were able to do auschwitz Three hundred and fifty thousand people came to auschwitz more than they came to the nfl draft that put us on an international stage so over the last 15 years we've been spending time going to europe and hunting down these exhibitions the gentleman that we met many years ago uh christoph schultz did the Tut exhibition, was very successful for us. He loved us so much, he had this idea to do a Spider-Man exhibition. They did a pop-up for the 60th anniversary in California. We went out to see it, our chief operating officer, and myself. We went out there with our chief marketing officer. We looked at it and we said, now can we move this around and bring it into an international exhibition? They said yes, and there
0: you go. So every dot connects a dot. If you've seen the movie, if you've read the comics, what else is there to see by going to this exhibit? You know, it, it, it is a pop culture.
2: 60 years, no, you're not even 60 years old. So when Spider-Man was created by Stan Lee some 60 years ago, it has evolved. It is really part of our pop culture. What you're gonna see, over 200 artifacts that you've never seen before. Original drawings, so when you see that, and who is who, is, uh, owned, uh, who owns Marvel? Disney. So it all circles back to Disney and Walt Disney. So one of the things that we'll see, we always like to add a little Kansas City to it, just like we did with Auschwitz with Sonia's scarf. What we're gonna be doing there is we found original Spider-Man comic books that were created for the Kansas City Chiefs. So those will be on display. And for our really historic people that love Kansas City, there was also a Spider-Man comic created with the Hulk and Spider-Man for the Jones store. So we'll be bringing in history, and then we'll be showing the new Miles Morales film this summer, and now we'll have special artifacts from that. Film that has never been seen before, so it'll be a fun time for families and
0: kids. And this starts May twenty-sixth, right on Memorial Day weekend, when we do Bank of America celebration at the station. So, if you say you're banging on the door of Marvel, uh-huh. uh, do you were you at the coronation, banging on the door of the royal family, looking to bring a royal family, a King Charles exhibit? You've done Diana. Could there be a King Charles exhibit in you the future for Union know. Station?
2: But you know, it would be even greater is if King Charles and Camilla, Queen Camilla, would come to Union Station and stand on our balcony and wave for the first tour of America. That's what we really need.
0: I thought you were going to say you prefer to have the um, Harry and Meghan exhibit versus the King Charles one.
2: No, no, no. no. First, first, Always do the Char- King Charles. Then maybe Harry and Meghan. And then that, that'll be a big experience, if we can get her dress.
0: What would be, what what next big exhibit are you wanting to have here in Kansas City? You
2: know, I always love to wish upon a star and you just never know what can actually come back to Kansas City.
0: What has been, oh, all Uh, right. Mr. Mr. Cryptic here. Uh What what exhibit have you wanted that you've never gotten and you're still disappointed that you couldn't get to come to Kansas City? Nothing yet. So everything you've wanted, you've got? Uh Uh-huh. In
2: time. In time. Oh, there's one. There's the Harry Potter exhibition. But they said we weren't too big. We weren't big enough for a Harry Potter exhibition. I guess we were only big enough for 350,000 and 54 million people watching us on television. Uh,
0: We really appreciate George Costello, the head of Union Station, being with us on this special Newsmaker edition of Week in Review. By the way, our reporters are back next week. Until then, I'm Nick Haynes. Be well, keep calm, and carry on.